0: Here's what I want to hear from somebody in that meeting. Tell me how you get out of that contract, which is apparently two miles thick of concrete. That that contract legally. Every geeky lawyer, boilerplate dude has read that thing and says, how do you get out? Those guys can't figure it out either. So just let me know how you're going to do it, and I'll ride with you. I'll help I'll, I'll I'll send a truck down there and help you pack. But let me know how you're going to get out of there. What's the escape plan? JC Sherbert with us. JC, I know we're here to talk Caroline and some other stuff, but what what's the escape plan? How are you going to get out of there if you're
1: Clemson in Florida State? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it appears to be uh, airtight uh, from a legal sense, but. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think you, you kind of can weigh. I guess you know you got to get accountants involved too, and, and weigh the revenue uh, versus the risk. Um, and then like, I think you got to litigate the heck out of it. and Hope they settle. You know, right? <laughs> I, you know, other than that, yeah, without being a lawyer, I think I probably miss my calling some days. Uh, I, without looking at every kind of detail and, you know, with a fine-tooth comb and seeing if there's some loophole, you know, I I think they're just going to have to litigate it and let the chips fall where they may and then make sure that financially they're in a good enough position to where they can, you know, sustain uh, revenue losses and uh, things that they have to pay back to their former home. South Carolina,
0: what's the overall – return. What's the feeling here? How did they do?
1: Uh most game fans feel pretty good. I mean, it, it's been a weird cycle, Bill, because for the first time in 20 years since I've been doing this, sign of day felt very anticlimactic. It felt like nobody was really talking about the high school element of it. Um, I know in some markets like Florida, it was a very exciting day, uh, and, and there were some flips and some drama, but Heading into it, man, all the discussion, uh, both, you know, in my market and outside, it portal, portal, portal. It's like a black hole. Um, and uh, so it was, uh, you know, Carolina signed 16 guys. Eight of those are playing in postseason all-star games. That's a record. They signed an out-of-state five-star for the second year in a row. That's never happened before last year. Uh, in the modern recruiting era, they've never signed two composite five-star players. They did this cycle um they for the top six players in georgia are top 50 guys from that state uh by all measure it's one of the it's a small class but it's one of the best classes quality wise south carolina's ever signed um and you know people were happy but you know it it just goes right back to who you're gonna get from the portal who you get from the portal 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 so uh it's been kind of strange in that regard but um you know shane beamer company did a really good job getting out in front of these guys for this class they had a lot of early commits And they all stuck with the Gamecocks except one. And unfortunately, that young man's father died. And he's from Maryland and thought it was in his best interest to stay at home and be close to his mom, which I don't think anybody on earth could blame him for that. So, you know, that was the only one they lost down the stretch. And uh, they feel pretty good about uh, the other 16 guys.
0: What's going on, if anything, now in the portal with a quarterback? We know they flirted with A.J. Swan.
1: Uh, AJ Swan actually committed twice, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, apparently, I guess one of his parents, I guess his mom, wanted him at LSU, and I don't, I don't know what connections he had. They're from Woodstock, Georgia. So I don't, I don't right. know what connection they had to LSU, but if you think about it, AJ probably, if you look at him as a quarterback, and I think he's a talented guy, he's probably closer to Garrett Nussmeyer than he is to the North Sellers. And so you probably look at that and go, I could maybe beat this guy out or I could be closer to going. Sellers is such a a different kind of cat. You know, you have to think maybe playing time uh, if if you're going to go in there and compete. You know, it's probably better to compete against someone that's similar to you than competing against somebody that's totally different. So um, I I, I get it. And uh, that would have been the ideal guy. Uh, So now they're kind of in the same boat as Auburn. Uh, Auburn didn't want to. Didn't want to, Hugh Freeze didn't want to come off of Peyton Thorne, so they're going to have, to have to go find some depth, and South Carolina's going to have to find some depth, and Dowell Loggins, who's coached in the NFL for 20 years, and, you know, those NFL guys, they'll find quarterbacks everywhere. So uh, his ability to go out and cast a wide net and evaluate and find some depth is going to be put to the test at the college level. Was there
0: any kind of flirtation with K.J. Jefferson? No,
1: it was uh, now. I'll back up because I don't want it to sound like I'm refuting what Brad Crawford at twenty four seven had reported. There was interest on KJ then, right? But the quite frankly, Bill and I and I hate I hate even it makes me sick to say this to my stomach because I love KJ Jefferson. I think the guy's one of the toughest cats around. Absolute warrior on the field, plays his heart out. I love everything about him. But skill set wise, he he's not going to beat out Lenora Sellers. So, and then there's the NIL number. So, do you, do you meet that number for what's probably going to be a backup quarterback? I mean, you know, and and I know that sounds weird to say because Sellers has taken what seven snaps, and KJ set all sorts of records. But uh, you know, trust me, passing game wise, run game wise, uh, it just it would have been tough for him to win that job. I think. I think I'm intrigued by him maybe going to UCF, right? And playing for Gus Malzahn. I think I think that would that would that would cause some problems in the Big 12. But uh, so that was it with him, and uh, there was just kind of like not not a whole lot to develop with that, other than that initial interest. And, and I understand that because there's a bunch of Arkansas former Arkansas coaches on the staff at Carolina. With
0: Sellers' also skill set, and if he matches that skill set on the field. Not only do you have your guy, but you've got a future with that guy, right? I mean, Jefferson would be a plug-in because it didn't work out, right? And and mm-hmm. they're better sitting there with what they've got. Is the point I think you're making.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, some people think they're they're similar and the same guy. I don't think that. I I other than they're both big kids that that have running ability. Um, Sellers is a better passer. He reads the field better even at a young age. Uh short game, much more polished, uh, faster in a straight line, more elusive, uh, all that good stuff. So yeah, it's uh, and people may think I'm crazy, Bill, by saying this. I probably shouldn't have even said it, but uh that that's kind of the way I see it, and frankly that's the way the South Carolina coaches see it as well. JC Sherbert with us.
0: Anything else they're pursuing in the portal? Any needs? Oh, yeah,
1: they still need receivers pretty pretty bad. Um, I think that uh, the McGowan kids could end up going to Boston College, uh, I think. Uh, and then that's the NIL situation from what I'm told. I know he kind of <laughs> barked back about that the, uh, publicly the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, they signed a couple of good high school guys in like Bennett and then Gatling, the former A&M commit. But they need some dudes. Uh, They need some more guys that can catch the ball, especially with Juice Wells leaving like he did. Um, You know, probably two or three more of those guys. If they could find a good corner, they'd take him. Other than that, they're set. Uh, And if they could find another good edge, defensive end, defensive line help, I think they'd take that. But other than that, they're pretty much done. They're they're a program that's usually pretty wide open and open-minded to just about anything. Uh, They don't ever shut it down, so to speak. Uh, So you never know what will pop up. But I think as of now, you know, you got the running back situation taken care of and all that. Now, I do think one more thing, because the uh, the projected starting offensive tackle got in the portal yesterday. I do think if they found a tackle that could help them, a veteran, uh, they'd probably be interested there too.
0: A week ago, we touched on this Juice Wells may come back. You pretty much refuted it, and we know he's – settled on Ole Miss. Did that come close, or was that more smoke than real fire?
1: I think it kind of came from the Ole Miss end of things, to be honest, because, you know, talking to some – and maybe you said it to some people, I don't know. But, you know, being kind of – knowing on the back end what was going on, uh, you know, I was told straight up on Friday – Uh, And that was after it kind of got now that he definitely was going to go to Ole Miss, you know, that it was never going to happen. I think with that situation, sometimes you get into these things and there's too much water under the bridge, so to speak. Um, And I think that's what happened here. So, um, you know, I think uh, we're going to have situations like this in college football where you look at a guy and go, my goodness, how do you walk away like that? And, you know, transfer to an opponent and all this other stuff. But uh, I think part of it is just kind of the newness of all of it and the shock because we haven't had to deal with that necessarily in this game yet. Uh, but sooner or later, we'll get used to it. I mean, this is not the first time this happens. I not going to be the last time this happens to to anybody in the country, not just South Carolina. I mean, Jermaine Burton was that guy. You know, he wins the national championship. I kind of visualized him getting in the car, heading back to California. He stops in Tuscaloosa and says, hey, I'm coming here. You know, Uh, it's actually happened like that before. But, uh, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, the reaction to it from fans is over the top at this point just because I think it's so new and nobody's used to it. Through the
0: years we develop patterns in recruiting and how fans react. And one pattern I think I noticed, Peck, many, many years ago was fans seem to lament the big losses more than they get euphoric and maintain it over the big wins, meaning in recruiting players. It seems to really get them if you've done well the entire time. And on that last day, a big crushing blow hits like K.J. Bolden, right, or or, – Travis Hunter, I'm just pointing Florida State. Florida State had a good class, ranked number nine, but I'm just pointing that out. But here's another note that we're starting to develop, J.C., and you just touched on it in the beginning here when we were talking. Fans have now decided that the portal hall is more important than maybe your recruiting class, but it's also more important than the guys you actually keep, which isn't true necessarily.
1: Mm-mm. I I think it's the same thing as as the off season in of the NFL which um, frankly I mean they've spaced it out, you know. Right. Uh and, and and the college football fan is at his most or his or her most emotional right after rivalry weekend and it's either happy or sad. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes you till Christmas to get over things sometimes. <laughs> And now you have an avalanche of change. We haven't even gotten to assistant coaching changes yet. Have you noticed that? I know. There's no, there's no staff movement right now. Uh, and, and there's this avalanche of change that starts happening. So I, I, think, I think, you know, if you're an NFL fan, you love the draft. You're excited about the draft. But that free agency period is when you really kind of go, wow, you know, we got this guy, this guy, this guy. And nobody pays attention to the guy you re-sign. The re-signing goes, oh, yeah, well, we're keeping him. Good job. Glad we didn't lose him, but the, you get a big big time dude out of free agency, it's like Super Bowl, you know? Right. And so I think that's the mindset. Plus, you know, as good of a job as we do as a recruiting industry of informing fans and, and rating these guys, it still only bats about 600, so you still never know. I think there's a fear of guys getting in the portal that, that's irrational. So, oh, we're going to sign them and then you'll leave. It's irrational sometimes. Uh, and the portal guys coming from other schools that are you know, productive and things like that, that's easier to latch on to. I mean and I think that's the same reason college baseball recruiting, Bill. I sat on your show talking about it. You probably talk more college baseball recruiting this year than you ever have. Correct. That's because of the portal because fa- fans don't know, you know, Johnny whatever from so and so high school, but they know this kid that played for Vandy last year and hit three hundred. Right. And you then they want him. So yeah. it's uh it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different elements to it, but uh, you're absolutely right.
0: I got a drinking game idea. nobodys I'm the first person who's ever thought about this in the world. You ready, JC? It's not ready. It's not you're watching a game and the announcer keeps using some word, and every time he says the word, you got to take a shot. No, no, no. That's too easy. Here's the drinking game. Here's the drinking game for anybody in this audience. Take your favorite team. Don't care who it is, who your team is. Go to the uh, one of the sites and pull up a random year, year recruiting class. Start at the top. Every time you get to a name that did not produce, take a drink. You won't make it five minutes. (laughs) You won't make it three minutes. Seriously, do that. Take any year, J.C. Just pick uh, uh, 2017. Just do it now, folks. You won't make it to the end of this show.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I mean, look at George's outgoing portal class. There's three five-stars in there. I mean, it's like, and a bunch of fours. I mean, you're like, and they're not going to miss a beat, really. I mean, you know. So, it is uh, it is interesting, some of the, uh, you know, some of the, the reaction and overreaction. and The thing that gets me, too, is the team rankings now. Because there's so many good players out there. You know, you, you may sign the 19th-ranked class, and it's probably one of your better classes, you know, than maybe how it used to be. And I don't right. know whether that's because we're – you know, we're giving more four stars or whatnot, but uh, you know, like South Carolina, eight out of their sixteen guys are playing in postseason All-Star games. That's never ever happened. The most they have ever had is four. Eight out—that's half the class. Oh, but we're only nineteenth and ninth in the SEC. Like, okay, well, you know, okay, it's a smaller class, so what, you know? But that's uh, that's kind of how people people look at it these days. By the way, I want to be on record.
0: I'm not suggesting somebody try that drinking game. That'd be dangerous. Don't do it. Yeah, don't Don't do that. That's not good for you. J.C., see you next week. Uh, Merry Christmas, sir. Oh, yeah, thanks, Bill. Merry Christmas. See you. There he is. J.C. Sherbert. Omni Nashville Hotel.